Welcome in to the after party. I will be transitioning down into the after party room where I would love to invite you guys all to come and hang out. And apparently, I'm going to get you a sneak peek of our Armada content. Are you a gold patron? You don't have to be to hang out in our after party room. Only if you can stay in the after party room, then gold patron content is great for you to listen back to. Okay? And you can become a patron at our website, www.talkingtrekstfc.online. If you cannot stay with us in the after party room, then thank you for being here. I appreciate you being a guest in my studio audience, and we'll look forward to seeing you this coming weekend for our end of the world party. <laughs> All right, moving down into the after party room now. Thank you guys, and God bless. And here we are in the after party. Thank you guys so very much for being here as we just uh, said goodbye to our podcast room and hello to the after party room. Your guys' mics are now potted up and I'd like to welcome you guys to the after party. My God, did we learn. Yeah, hold on. Someone is disturbing you. Oh, goodness. Who is it? Who is it? It's Patron, patron Saint is it Patron Saint Nick. Yes, it is. Hey, uh, hey, Nick. I'll I'll fix you up as soon as you come back, or hop on uh, push to talk there if you don't mind. Uh, but would like to welcome you guys and thank you guys into the after party. A lot of you guys talking about um, a great show, good interview. Wow, uh, what interesting feedback! How the a culture. Great show. Who said that? Uh, well, uh, like yeah, two or three of these crazy guys, right? But DJ. Yeah, Vita. Talking like uh, this is the first merch ever. Uh, it happened before it uh you know what it did so yeah vita why don't you uh or or somebody i know steven darren was also a part of this why don't you guys give us a little bit of insight grab the handle there used to be an old apex server from the better times and the uh from digit the the digprm server and they got merged Mm -hmm. into one to one to nine in europe not yet okay whoever is talking please go on push to talk i would very much appreciate that uh because uh, you, uh, no problem, no problem. Um, so yeah, th- this has happened once before. But here's the interesting thing, okay? When it happened before, it's my opinion that they used a very different, uh, a very different style of mechanic, okay? Because when that merger happened, it was more or less taking a backup of one server and and a backup of another server, somehow merging the data. Because when they relaunched that server, players lost everything all of the yeah. progress was yeah. lost um, that, yeah that was uh, done differently because what they did now is merge an existing server into another existing server uh one to nine is like two old servers being moved together uh to a complete new server yeah, yeah one four nine well, went through a merger <laughs> as well quite a while back right near the yeah. start of the game so tell us no, about that how was, was, was the original dprm how did yeah. that one go? One four nine was weird. We just all ended up in. We just all ended up similar to the mechanic that they're doing now, where we all ended up in level one space with uh, with basically a mm-hmm. couple of relocate tokens. Well, and I saw we didn't, uh, we didn't lose anything. So I saw Fartasia mentioned in the chat as well, and I don't know if he's actually. Oh, he is. He is in here, uh, Fartasia. If you can, can, can you hear me? Uh, can indeed. Yeah, the founder server also went through yeah, a merger yeah, yeah. at some time, right? Well. We, we were the alpha server, the original first server. And our configuration was very different to every other server. In fact, we, we had no shields. No shields. It wasn't shields. until after we merged that we got shields. 
Now, you, so you guys were the alpha server, the original server, server 190, of course. Uh, and that was... Now, Now what Commander Taylor told us is that 191 and 192, these beta servers, came in and already had what looked to be Scopely's handprint, okay? Scopely's thumbprint was all over these servers with the modified mechanics and a lot of the mechanics that we see in the game today. Your server was not so. Correct. No, no. We will merge with, we will merge with the Scopely server. So we were a DigiPRM server and Scopely, and we merged two together. Took them over four days to do because the games were so different. What and was it was a major ball up. We had we lost all sorts of resources and ships, and and some players lost everything. Didn't even, didn't have anything um, after the merge. They, had, they were like a level one player. Yeah, I remember. Uh, and if I'm not mistaken, there was a tremendous. Now, un- unless this information is not true, okay, I knew of one player. Uh, you guys may remember him. Uh, his uh, it, what he played with on server 15. His name was Tall Bear, and um, his husband was a founders uh, a founders player. Uh, and I'm uh, Dave. I think is what it was. Mm. Dur. Uh, I can't remember. But uh, he was a founders member player, and he was actually one of the players who lost. <laughs> Lord Farquaad's taking a deep toke right there. Uh, <laughs> um, Dave was one of the players who did, in fact, lose everything, Fartasia. Uh, but he said that Scopely slash Digit, or whoever it was at the time, was extremely generous with their compensation for those players, as in hundreds of millions of various parts, materials, and, and ships, and, and all this stuff, basically to restore these players' accounts to what they were before, if not better. Yeah, no, not, not all. Not all. I got shortchanged, but um, one player got over three billion of each resource plus every ship in the game. <laughs> that, that may have been Halvey. That's right. It was Halvey. It was Chris and not Dave. Sorry about that. Wow. Uh, yeah, uh, so, so. yeah. Chris. I know who Chris is. Chris, Chris came from a different server onto ours. So there was another merge uh, before the Scopely Digit merge. Or was, was this November after? 1, two, November 1, 2018. So when the game went public, there was another merge with Founders. What did you guys merge no, with? No, 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 no. The, the, the game went um, public on November 29th. We were the first merge. Um, and it took them four days to, to recover. We wow. had no game for four days. Mm. And, base, and, and Durr's right. At that, at that point, they essentially nerfed your server, right? Because isn't that when Scopely's mechanics kind of took over? What, well, let me ask you this. What, yeah, does the, yeah. what does the Founders server look like today in comparison to the public server? Are you guys still operating on different mechanics? Do you guys still uh, alpha test for Scopely? Or are you guys essentially uh, a regular player server now? There's only two items we have that no other server has, and that is um, we have extra refining. We used to have three extra, uh, three refineries all up, so two extras, but now we've only got one extra. Um, and we've got a mining event that uh, rotates on each um, type of um, RSS or MAT um, on a different day. Oh, so you guys have a fixed two day. Differences. So it'll, it'll go past still one day, then Tritanium the next day, Dilithium, or Crystal and uh, gas and then then there's a day with, with nothing happens which is the seventh day and then it repeats again gosh so you guys have incentivized mining events six out of seven days gag that's uh that's, that's, <laughs> a, th- that's a thank you for being an alpha tester 
Oh yes, thank I mean, you. I, I joined. I joined the game. I joined the game back in April two thousand eighteen. Goodness gracious, April of eighteen. So, guys, it just gives you kind of an idea about how the uh, culture and how the game has changed over the course of these now twenty six months for Fartasia and Company. Okay, twenty six months they've been in the game, uh, and as far as live to the world. Uh, now we are right at uh, about 19 months. Okay, so an extra seven months they played this thing in alpha. Uh, extra three months they played this thing in beta and uh, ended up with what we got for the first six months, which <laughs> admittedly and jokingly, I'm sure Scopely can admit their checkered past, uh, felt like there was no testing at all. <laughs> you know, the first six months were, were uh, rough going. Now, I say that, that's unfair because the game was relatively stable, but the mechanics and the way that we played the game were, were rough. It was a much larger challenge, and it was it was a tougher game. There were not a lot of features and things like that that were available. Um, however, you know, the game has morphed. The game has continued to ebb and flow with the passage of time and become what it is today, but it is a very different game than what we started with in November of 18, and an even different game than what Beta had in August of 18, and an even different game than what Alpha had in April of 18. Okay, so lots of interesting and cool things there that have happened all throughout the history of this game. And, and if really, if we spent enough time, we could go back and outline all of these crazy differences, all of these uh, changes that have happened. It would be actually really interesting to see a timeline at some point. Uh, losing Fartasia? Oh, no, I'm, I'm back, this... sorry. It'd be really interesting oh, there to we see. Go. He's uh, back. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see a timeline. And I, I continue talking. I think I dropped out for you guys for about 10 seconds, so you'll have to go back and listen. <laughs> uh, but lo- what I was saying is just the, the passage of time has, has really impacted this game from April of 18, then to August of 18, then to November of 18, uh, and, and even now. You know, the, the game has morphed and, and changed. So it, it's really interesting to see how the passage of time and the passage of communication and feedback back and forth have impacted this game. Battalion, go ahead. What were you saying? No, I was just filling time because you disappeared for like a minute and a half, two minutes, mate. <laughs> oh, did I really? I was gone that long? Yeah, well, you were gone yeah. that long. Well, golly. Uh, okay, then you can hear me ramble and fill in on the gold patron if you want to subscribe to that. Because uh, <laughs> I was just, in fact, rambling. Um, anyway... So there you go. Now, guys, here's what I'll do very quickly, because I don't want to spend a whole lot of time in gold today, but I do want to give you some information that uh, I want to thank Big Country, Big Country, who uh, shared some information with us today uh, and had an opportunity to um, uh, correlate some data. We talked on the last episode about... um, Oh, you know what? That's a good question. Here, I'll do this real quick, and then we'll we'll move on to Armadas. Uh, Wicked Witch wants to know, Fartasia, how many active players are on the founder server now uh around 200 maybe maybe less mm. that's still that's at, tough. At, peak, at, at, at peak it was three and a half thousand 3500 yeah. players at the peak at and peak. you're down to that, down was, to that was when we that was when we merged now less than 200 around, around the 200 mark 200 yeah, players for us so now let me I mean, ask. I, you. I hit I hit I hit one I hit one hostile and I'm I'm at ninety three on the leaderboard. Let me let me ask you this, Fartasia: Is the game so different for you guys now that you would be exempt from a merge? I mean, obviously the beta servers got a merge, so they're not that different. But uh, are you guys, in your opinion, obviously we don't know what Scopely's plans are, but in your opinion, are you guys a viable candidate for a merge with a public server? 
Um, going back to last year, we were told that um, possibly not. But the only difference between us and others, as I said to you before, is the event, and then we've got an extra refinery on each um, on each map. That's public facing, That's the only though. Difference. That's public facing. Your your server itself. Do you feel that it was coded or designed in such a way that is now too far apart from the rest of the galaxy and the rest of the newer servers that it would not be compatible? No, not at all. Because you're on Scopely now servers anyway. <laughs> Sorry? Because well, you'll be on Scopely servers now anyway, won't you? Well, yes, uh, but... You're talking, uh, our, you're talking about our boss? Yeah, the founder server is is, yeah. is hosted on Scopely servers, but, the I mean, the design, yes. the game itself could still be, you know, uh, I, and I don't know, some of the coders <laughs> out there, I mean, it, it, could be, it could be too far apart in the way that it was originally There's, designed if they've not continued to morph it and grow it into something that's more compatible with what the rest of the server is or the rest of the well, galaxy that's, is that's now. Why, that's why our game was down for four days when they shifted from Digit to um, Scopely servers. We were brought in along with everyone else. We just had an extra bonus yeah. because of the, um, the fact we were we were a part of the alpha beta process. Okay, so that server, th that four days, was the conversion to the Scopely schematic or the Scopely yeah. uh, uh, architecture, what, so to speak. Yeah. What, well, what, what happened was we had a we had a re we had a, re a reduced universe up until March two thousand nineteen yes. when they eventually so brought us in line with everyone else. So what they did was they basically they basically strangled, they strangled right. us and and restricted yeah. us in what we could do. So we actually ground almost a halt in in growth um, up until March two thousand nineteen. Then we were brought in line with an extra three hundred yeah. systems, etc., and mines, etc. Yes. Uh, with the with the rest of the rest of the um, the servers, so they, 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 gave, they gave the rest of the servers roughly about um, five months to catch up to us. Yeah, yeah. So now when all the new servers came out. They all came out with the brand new maps with all the extra um, systems and everything. We still didn't have all those systems until, as far as you said, till March. Correct. So now Stevens Aaron is on um, European server one twenty nine and is going through a similar. A similarly styled um, starvation, if you will, as server 191, as server 190, yes. and then 192, server 129. Well, were you guys, uh, Dur asked, were you guys also limited in the same way that the Galaxy was limited to Ops 39 uh, as well? Well, because they never had any, they never had, they hadn't created the, the um, all the stuff for anything higher than 39 at that point. We, we only had about 400 systems max. How many systems are in the game now? I, I don't even know. Seven seven hundred and eighty-three was my last count, but I think it's a bit more now. Seven eighty-three, and how many of those were? How many of those are uh, dark space? Well, uh, there was no dark space. Good question. Then, but yeah. <laughs> well, there, there was, but it wasn't wasn't gated off. No. Hmm. Oh yeah, that's, I mean, no, I, that's I, right. That's true. I remember that. I, yeah. I got up there, and the and the mines were huge, and the and the mining rate was huge. Yes. Back we then, had no shield, so, so we, we were constantly being raided. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can you Back imagine? Then, we, we could be, at level 20, we could get into dark space. Can you imagine, guys, a game without shields? What a different game it would be. <laughs> there, are, there are other games well, out there. I don't know if Rev is still with us, but he has drawn comparisons to other games where, like, for example, the vault mechanic is truly, uh, for the non-PVP or the vault mechanic, is 
uh, saving grace. I mean, it really is because there were other there's other games out there where if you were raided, if you were destroyed, you literally lost everything. Like there was no protection limits, there was no vaults. If you just, if you lost everything, then you had to mine or reacquire the resources necessary to even repair. Um, and so you know there was there was a there's other games out there where you know the the mechanic of being raided is is much more aggressive than what we have here in this game. Yeah, well, the, the mining rates were silly stupid compared to what they are now. I mean, at the yeah. moment, it, it, if you were playing the game when we were playing it and you're playing it today, you'd feel stifled, like, like they're trying to choke you um, as a yeah. comparison. So it was a free-flowing game. And, and over half the events that you did were PvP events. We, we had a ton of PvP events. What's, yeah, what, ty- like, what type not, of – give not, us an example. The, what, what kind of PvP events did you guys uh, have? I'd, I'd have to have to chat to the guys to see if there's any screenshots. Yeah, I'm, I'm scrolling um, through my all my screenshots, seeing if I can find them. <laughs> I don't know if I have. <laughs> I, I, I've deleted all my old ones. Um, yeah. I, I might have still have some old ones, but yeah, um, there's a video actually um, of the mining. I'll I'll share with you so you can actually have a look. Um, uh, I remember because you guys are talking. For me, I couldn't do my combat training 25 because my base was in. A high-level system, and then we when, he, when we got merged, all the warp distances changed. I couldn't get to my combat twenty-five training until I was about another three or four levels higher. Until I got my North Star and to move my base there. Mm. North Star didn't exist. We had um, we had North Star came out in, Yeah, the North Star came out in um, January. February for us anyway. Gen- Gen- January, February, yeah, yeah. February, yeah. yeah. Well, further examples of how the game has continued to morph, and I'd be really curious to hear more about some of the PvP events that happened uh, way back when and, and why maybe some of those got scrapped, if they were like overly aggressive or uh, if they... Was Cosmic Carnage? Was this one of them, I think? Cosmic Carnage? Oh, yeah, nice. Uh, they're, they're... Look Settle at that. Cosmic Carnage. And there is a Tala, ladies and gentlemen, as the premier ship. Uh, of course. Now, now, <laughs> keep in mind, you say that this event was ages and ages ago, right? It, roughly two years. Is that what you're saying? Uh, that was December 2019. All right. And guys, take a look well, at that. Anyway. Take a look at the left screenshot. Oh, wait. So December of 19, six months ago. Is that what you're saying? Six months ago that you... you uh, sorry, uh, December 2018. Sorry. Okay. 2018. December of yeah. 18, yeah. folks. Uh, that you had this cosmic carnage event, but take a look at the uh, the splash image there on the left hand side, and you've got uh, sneak peek, if you will, a future uh, a, a peek at the crystal ball, if you will, and an image of the USS Kelvin there on the Alliance leaderboard <laughs> event, and this was back in December of eighteen. Uh, oh, is that a Kumari? Yeah, we, you guys we, are saying that's a Kumari? Sorry, I thought it was. It, no, we had one player. We had one player on the server that had a Kelvin. See, to me, the Tala yes. and the Kumari look very, very similar. So you're saying that the, the Tala has there, smaller there wings. Okay, there you go. Uh, yeah, you guys check out that video from Econ, a content creator from way back in the day. Uh, I don't oh, think... Man, e- I remember his videos. Econ still... He, does he do anything? I know he's still a content creator, but I haven't seen anything from him in a while. Uh, I don't know if he um, actually... He, he's, he's actually renovating a house at the moment uh, okay so he's been out of the game for a little bit i know he's he's around i just haven't seen much from him but uh 
Yeah, very, uh, very interesting. I'll be uh, actually really curious myself to watch some of these videos. <laughs> oh, here's, cool. here's, here's another one. Here's another one. Oh, Galactic Warfare. January oh, of yeah. 19, so three months or two months after yeah. the game launched. Look, guys, there, the original iteration of Gary <laughs> Mitchell. Lucky there, yeah. Gary Mitchell was in the game, and uh, look at that. Uh, was that, that was Frank? when Leslie and Mitchell were introduced? Yeah, Frank, uh, Frank Leslie, right there. And look over there, guys. They didn't even have uh, ops levels or events designed for ops levels much higher than thirty-three at that point. Uh, yeah. And and your max trophies at one hundred and seventy. So very very interesting stuff. A blast from the past, if you will. And uh, they're the Vocalus. The Vocalus <laughs> being uh, the premier ship there, it looks like. Uh, now, what's the ship yeah. on the upper right-hand corner? It looks like we got a Bordis there and a Centurion as well. What's the ship on the upper right-hand corner with that third nacelle? What is that? Looks like, a, sure. looks like a cross between the Mayflower and the Kelvin, but isn't the Kel the Kelvin has... <laughs> Uh, one up, one down. I was going to say, yeah, it's the nacelles are, are uh, above and below each other. I'm not, are we familiar mm -hmm. with a, a Federation ship that has three nacelles in that particular style? I'm, I'm not sure. Mayflower crossed with Sally. Yep, you got it. What does the Newton look like? I don't, I don't think that's a Newton either. It would have been an interesting Easter egg, though. Would have been a very interesting Easter egg. All right, well, guys, uh, let me do yeah. this. Let me uh, fast forward here just a little bit and get into uh, a very uh, quick bit of research that was shared with me by Big Country uh, regarding Armada. So I told you during the last episode that I felt like, uh, for me, <clears throat> I felt like that maybe I needed to change gears, that maybe the, the possibility or the ability for me to obtain a black ISS jellyfish in the future may not have, in fact, been based in... Um, may not have been based in a jellyfish event, but maybe an alternate path. Maybe I would be looking more towards armadas uh, as an opportunity to obtain jellyfish blueprints. Now, there's two things that I want to touch on here very quickly. Uh, for those of you listening and interested in obtaining jellyfish blueprints from armadas, uh, jellyfish, uh, jellyfish blueprints drop from epic armada chest only. They don't drop from rares, okay? They drop from epic armada chest beginning... At Ops 36. At Ops 36, you've got a chance, okay, a chance at one, three, or five jellyfish blueprints, okay? There is not a chance for a full pull at Ops 36. And even then, the chance for a full pull is probably very, very low. But there is obviously a chance because uh, since we, uh, of course, we know that Gregor got one, but we also know that Star Fox had uh, an alliance mate or two who also was able to pull one, okay? So uh, there is uh, some documentation out there where more than one ISS jelly has been given as a full pull, but not at Ops 36, okay? At Ops 36, you got one, three, and five. Also confirmed at Ops 37, one, three, and five blueprints of an ISS jelly. At Ops 38, you unlock your ability at a full pull, okay? At Ops 38... It becomes 135 or 120. Now, what Gregor has been uh, sharing with us, and of course he is a significantly higher level ops player, and as we saw from Big Country, we also saw that clearly ISS Jelly Prince are dropping uh, at a very good rate. Okay, I mean, uh, there's no there's no other way to put it. They're dropping at a very good rate. Um, he, uh, Big Country, has probably redeemed his fair share. Okay, of uh, Epic Armada Chest, but he's got enough blueprints now to build three more jellies. He's got 383 blueprints, okay? So they're dropping at a pretty good rate. 
uh, the path for me to obtain an ISS jelly may run through armadas. And it could be a combination of the two. Maybe I don't win a leaderboard. Maybe I only need to win second or third place to get a portion of jelly blueprints, okay? But I still am going to now uh, turn my attention to epic armadas and trying to obtain an ISS jellyfish there, okay? Um, Holy Ghost, hang on one second. I'll answer your question here in just one second, okay? Uh, the uh, epic armada chest, again, unlock full pulls at 38 and uh, presumably 39 plus and, and just keep on going there, okay? Now, the research that was shared with me today is a step in the right direction. We're actually not going to talk much about the epic chest today. We're going to talk about the rare chest. For most of you in the galaxy, you're going to be pulling more rare chests than anything else. Well, uncommons for sure, okay? Uncommons, plenty of. But the rare chest is where the prizes start to get real good, okay? The rare, as a matter of fact, a lot of people argue, uh, I've seen this conversation multiple times, even on my server, that a lot of people feel like the payout okay, of the rares is actually better than that of the epics, okay? Uh, I would imagine that that may, could, may possibly be true, all right, until you hit Ops 36, because at Ops 36, you start getting jelly blueprints, and that's what I'm going to focus on, all right? But up until Ops 36, a lot of people have said, well, gosh, for the effort, for the cost involved in getting one of these chests, the rare chest seemed to be better. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to post Big Country's research into the graphics room. For those of you listening uh, in the Podbean app for gold content, um, then you guys have an opportunity. Now, this is a large screenshot. I tried to condense it into one. You may have to open the original and kind of zoom in a little bit. Um, but uh, this is what you got. And uh, for those of you who are hanging out, if you don't mind, please go and push to talk if, we, if we're having trouble with noise or feedback. Uh, if I have server muted you and you come back, then just let me know and I'll, I'll unlock you. <clears throat> Guys, here's what we've got. We ran, uh, I say we, Big Country, uh, and I think he's in the room. If you'd like to come in and explain this experiment. But here's what we did. All right, or here what, what he did. He documented uh, to dispel a rumor that the multiple chest option may or may not, uh, may or may not pay out better or worse than the single chest. And this is a feasible theory because we have seen documented evidence that, for example, per cost, the triple refinery, for example, doesn't seem to pay out as well as a single batch or a double batch. So we wanted to take a look and take it one step farther. And Big Country did the same thing. He pulled several, and they're documented by date, okay, and what he drew. So look at the, th at the bottom third of that is where he drew single chests, okay? Those dates are documented, uh, and the contents of what he received all written out. If you take a look at the very, very bottom yellow strip, you're going to see uh, an average of what was actually received. Now, I am going to point out uh, very quickly, there is one or two... Uh, Simple, uh, simple little math errors. For example, if you take a look at rare crystal uh, in the in the top uh, third or the middle third, those aren't averaging properly, and and that's okay. But you guys can still see the data, okay? Uh, but if you look at the yellow strips for a single chest, then the yellow strips for a double chest, and then a yellow uh, the yellow average. Uh, for the sixth chest option. And, and he even uh, went down uh, one step further for the two and the sixth chest and offered the average per chest, okay? And again, obviously, you're not ever going to pull 3.19 uncommon gas, but the point of this was to see approximately how much is coming per chest, okay? So the actual law of averages here. <clears throat> we both looked at this data and determined 
that we believe that, yes, in fact, pulling six chests at a time uh, is advantageous, not because you get more, okay, or not because the payout is better, but simply because you're getting more per cooldown, all right, because these do have a 24, not a 22, but a 24-hour cooldown, all right? So is there any benefit to each day only running one versus two versus six? No. All right, if you look at the data, they are pretty balanced. Now, one or two of them are a little out. Looks like he had some really good luck on the uh, double chest when it came to Uncommon Crystal. But if you look across there, uh, most of them are pretty balanced, okay? It does appear that Uncommon Crystal dropped a little bit better out of the double chest, but that was about it. Everything else looks to be roughly... Uh, roughly equal when you look at it from a per chest basis. Take a look at, for example, the number of uncommon ore. Roughly 10 per chest, only 6 per chest with the double chest. Then you look at crystal where uh, the double chest paid out better. Okay, And then gas, which ended up being roughly the same. Uh, ship speed ups, uh, blueprints, everything in here. And again, all looks relatively, relatively balanced. Okay, So <clears throat> if I'm offering... I know the screenshot is small. I'm really sorry, guys. It, it, you know what? Um, here, let me see if I can do this. Hang on one second. Uh, I don't know if I can. Let me let me try something here real quick. I don't know if this will actually work. No, it's not going to work. Uh, guys, I tell you what. After the show, after the show, I will provide you guys with the actual Excel spreadsheet. The reason I can't provide it to you at this particular moment is that there's I've got other data on it, okay? So uh, after the show wraps up, I'll go in, I'll strip the data, and I'll actually just upload the actual Excel spreadsheet. That way you guys can manipulate the numbers and, and look at it and blow it up and, and do anything you need because it is, it is very, very small, I understand. Uh, but I invite any questions or, uh, or com comments on that in regards to the single versus double versus uh, sextuple pulls of the rare chest. Anybody? <laughs> Nobody. Okay. Well, there you go. There's some free data provided to you by our friends at Think and uh, their admiral. Big country. Big country. Thank you for your research. Appreciate that. Uh, anybody else have anything or any questions that they would like to answer uh, or ask, rather, uh, that we can answer? Uh, Corkman says, unrelated question, is there any difference in the same level PvE chest about player level? Is it the same rewards for a level 35 player and level 27 players to farm the same hostels in the same system? Do we have any official statement for this? Uh, to my knowledge, there's not an official statement, but I can tell you, my experience is that the loot table is tied to the hostel and not the player. Okay, if I'm a level 27 player and uh, and going up to <clears throat> hit a level 35, I'm going to get the rewards from the level 35 hostel. Same way as if I go down and start hitting level 22, for example, separatist bosses, I'm going to load up with envoy blueprints. Okay, I don't need those, but that's what's dropping out of those level 22 separatists. Okay, so. Um, and uh, <laughs> Snake Eyes is saying that your, your formatting is unnecessary, but actually, I don't mind it. I kind of like it. It, helped, it made it easier for me to read, so no worries. <laughs> um, but uh, now, I, I will say this. There is... <laughs> dang, it, that's funny. Uh, I will say this, guys. Now, uh, as far as the hostile related to the system, we have always, and I know Fartasia has this in Elkars too, we have always maintained that we believe that the payouts are stronger out of the stronger hostels in a system. For example, if you're in a level 23 system and you hit level 24s, 
Okay, then you know that loot table is going to pay a little bit better. However, if you're in a level 25 system and hit level 24s, all right, they're not paying out as well. Okay, so uh, there is uh, there is that as well. We always believe that hitting the upper hostile in the upper band for that system does pay a little bit better. Okay, uh, so there you go. Any other <clears throat> any other question? Omicron says, why do epic chests for level 34 or ops 34 contained hijacked level 26 ships? <clears throat> I don't have an answer for you on that, buddy. I have no answer. Now I know that some people like to collect them. I get it, and that's fine. All right, I don't like them. I don't like them. I don't like the hijacked ships. I'm way beyond that. I would never build one. I'm not a skin collector. I know some people are. Not me. I'm out. I'll pass. Hard pass. All right. The hijack. I, I feel. I feel that all of those. Anything that contains a hijacked ship, uh, I think, is just diluting the pack. Myself. Uh, but yeah, no. There are well, some. There's some skin collectors out there. Yeah, there's a disadvantage in that you can't re um, scrap them. Hijacked ships can't be scrapped. Nope. Didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know that. Awful. I know that some, you know, it's obviously certain event ships uh, can uh, not be scrapped, but not, uh, I didn't know the hijacked ships were considered event ships. So. Yep. No, you can't scrap them. Well, they are, yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so uh, you invest all that, all that um, mats into it, you're not going to get it back. Well, yeah, because, then, you know, you're not going to get any of that back. Sorry, guys. I'm being distracted. Mrs. DJs just walks into my studio right now. It's freaking me out right now. She walks up to me. Can I tell him what she just did? It's gross. Huh? Is she naked? No, I wish. No, not, not today. That, happen once? It, that did happen once. You guys not remember yeah. the TikTok thing? She walked out here stark ass naked. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Durr says, haha, how about this? Build your hijack ship and then scrap your plane one. You could do that, but you're going to end up spending twice the resources to build up the, the plane one. Mm-hmm. Don't like it. Don't like it. I don't like it. So, anyway, there you go. Any other questions we can answer real quick as we uh, wrap up our shortened version of Gold Patron content today uh, as we make way for Mr. Battalion to uh, start up his stream. We've got lots of content today. Lots of content today. Of course, we've been live here. We're talking Trek. Battalion is taking over immediately after the conclusion of the gold content uh, after party. And then after that, we got uh, Mr. No One Shell taking live to Twitch later on this evening. And I would imagine uh, on a, I would, uh, oh, on YouTube. All right. And then I would imagine somewhere Rev is going gonna, is gonna to try to get in on the action. Uh, Tabby Moses says, scroll up, last post. Uh, what did Mrs. DJ do? She walked up here with three fingers jammed up her nose. I kid you not, all in one nostril. Uh, what? All right, she's hitting me and saying that that's a, that's a damn lie. It was only two fingers. Um, let's see. Tabby Moses, I'm looking for your post, buddy. Uh, where to go? Scroll up, keep scrolling. I'm still scrolling. Tabby Moses, where you at, buddy? Oh, here we go. Do we know anything about the frequency of big officer pulls that I like to call a lucky dip when recruiting officers? So, yeah, that formula is there. First of all, if you're pulling out of the augment chest, your opportunity at a quote-unquote lucky dip is non-existent. All right? The 2x chest for the augment officers does not have the potential for a lucky pull. Can't get it. All right? Now, if you go to the traditional uh, ultra-recruit chest then yes, you do have an opportunity at a lucky pull, but you're missing officers. All right, if you take a look at that chest, you will notice that there are no augment officers, just like during the Borg arcs, 
There were no Borg officers in that recruit chest. However, if you scroll into the ultra recruit chest, just the normal one, okay, uh, the one with Admiral Pike there, you'll notice in the upper right-hand corner, you got a little lowercase i. That stands for information. Click that, and it'll open up, and it'll tell you what you can get. Ten shards guaranteed, rare or epic. 50% rare. 50% epic. So when you open one of these, all right, at the very least, you are guaranteed five rares and five epics. That's your guarantee. Now, it can be better than that, okay? It can be better, but you're guaranteed. Thank you, Stevens Aaron, for posting the screenshot. 50-50 on rare and epic, plus you get a 5% chance to receive enough shards to unlock a random rare or an epic officer. And out of that 5%, they're saying you got an 80% chance of doing the rare or 20% epic. So basically, long story short, here's what you get. Five rare shards, five epic shards, but you have a 1% chance at pulling a full pull of an epic, a 4% chance at pulling a full pull of a rare, and then the rest of it is divided equally 50-50. Okay? Uh, that is out of the ultra recruit. Okay, Wham is posting a Word document here of rare pulls. Uh, downloads in the browser at the bottom left hand of your screen. Wham, what are you posting there? That, are those rare? That's that's your uh, same thing for big countries. Those ah, big thank countries you very much. Like Appreciate it. Okay, yeah, I had that file, but I didn't want to post. He had some other data in there, and I didn't want to post it all. So thank you uh, for doing that. Appreciate it. There you guys go. Uh, a downloadable rare pull that you guys uh, could download that and, and take a look. Okay. Uh, let's see uh, if I can figure out what other questions we got coming on here real quick, and then we will continue forward. Um, let's see. Handing off. You guys are being naughty and kinky. And my goodness gracious, I leave you guys alone for two seconds, and then this thing just flies off the rails. Uh, <laughs> goodness gracious. Okay. Um, I got a full pike. Uh, level 20, Tequila Max says. That's awesome. That's very, very good. Uh, go back and listen to the uh, episodes on mitigation and how it works. You'll know that Pike is absolutely worth it, and I believe that you guys should be upgrading both him and Moreau uh, as you continue forward. Okay, uh, You're not going to get into the reverse mitigation effect until like Ops 46 plus level ship, so no worries. Um, let's see. Omicron says... What is the capital of Pekka, the crystal Klingon mining system? I don't know. I don't have an answer for you. Uh, Lord Farquaad says, scroll up for my question. I'm sorry, Lord Farquaad. It's getting buried in all this garbage. Lord Farquaad, uh, still scrolling and looking for your question. Uh, question, defending base raid from base next door. Best tactics. That's a tough one, buddy, but there is a tactic for it. It's called a Rialta bomb. Okay, the best tactic that I can offer you, because here's the thing, you're not going to be able to tap that ship fast enough if the if the opposing player has got a decent connection and fast thumbs. Okay, here's what I'm going to say. The best thing that you can do is park between the base and the attacker. Watch his ship as it is circling the base. Okay, as it's attacking the base. And as soon as it's done, okay, you're going to have to time it out. You're going to have to really, really time it out. The best thing that you can do is click the ship as it finishes its attack, but before it settles on the base, and click attack. It's, it's really... A five, it's a five-second timer. You can get that down pretty well. It's hard to do, but you can. It is a five-second attack timer. You can get it down, but it's tough because it takes less than a second for him to recall. That is the hardest position to defend. 
it is an extremely difficult thing to defend that. The one, the one pump scoop, it's really hard because you come in, you hit them right away to break them. And if you have a time down to the second, it's not really hard, but it's the hardest thing to defend if somebody sits there and knows that timer pretty well. Yeah, so I mean, it, it's tough. That's a really tough position to defend, and honestly, more often than not, it is not successful. However, the uh, the Rialta bomb is another technique that you can use to at least slow them down. The Rialta bomb is just simply that. Just keep hammering them with Rialtas. And you need more than one, okay? You need more than one. You actually need about three or four players all hammering their base with Rialtas. What happens is the Rialta engages in combat, okay? And it locks their ship and all their bases in dock. They can't get out, okay? So, obviously then, your Rialta dies, okay? But you don't have enough time to repair and attack again. You need about three, four players all bombing their base with Rialtas. Eventually, what you hope for is that they just uh, give up. They can't get their ships out, okay? But you also have to be diligent uh, that they could potentially get a ship out and be waiting, you know, to attack that. Uh, Big Country also says raid the raider, okay? Um, you know, try to try to start attacking their base. Uh, and uh, if you've got significantly larger ships, you might be able to one or two shot that base and then try to start scooping them, all right? Uh, use the Rialtas like flies. Just keep pestering them, okay? Uh, you can repair and attack again with two ships. That's correct, but you only have one Rialta, and you don't necessarily want to spend... And plus, the Rialta's fast, all right? So you don't want to get out there with an Orion Corvette, for example. It's too slow. That's why I'm saying you need about three, four, five players all bombing with Rialtas. You got it, Dehagas. Swarm them, okay? Swarm them. Fortunates work pretty good. Fortunates are good, but still slow. Okay, the Rialta is much faster, and so it depends. I mean, if you if you're only one player defending a base, then yeah, you got to use what you you got to use what you can use. All right, Fortunates, Orion Corvettes, uh, Rialtas, whatever you can to keep them tied up. Okay, Omi's correct right there. Zerg swarm their bases, keep hitting them, hitting them until they like they bubble. Yeah, I mean, it, just keep bombing them. Just keep bombing them. Okay, that's uh, about the only thing you can really do in that position. I mean, it's that's the hardest position to defend in the entire game. Uh, there's no lie. And and you know what? Here's the thing: the best alliances, the best alliances out there will still struggle to defend from that position unless they have a ship that is just so uh, humongously larger than that player that they could one shot even with warships. All right. For example, uh, I was actually raiding a base uh, and came in, and, and another player came in to defend. And his jelly, shout out Wardon, his jelly is just so big that he can still attack my base. So if I'm not careful, he can one-shot me. But because I'm Rialta bombing somebody else, my shield is down. He can, he can you know, one-shot and scoop me real quick. So you got to be careful. If you've got ships that are significantly larger, then, you know, you got to watch out for that on, on yourself as well. So there's, it just depends on the situation. But it's tough, and you're not going to win all those battles. So... Do the best you can. Another one I've seen is if you have a friend with a Rialta that's not in your alliance to constantly attack the player that's getting attacked that's your friend to lock them up from being able to be hit by the other person too. That could work oh my too. God, it's back. That could work too, but again, requires multiple players because you need enough Rialtas to be able to repair and send back out. So you need at least three or four Rialtas to be able to employ that method. Okay. Uh, Scalyback says relocate base. Well, that's the point. Obviously, if somebody's getting raided, they're not online. You're trying to defend. So uh, there you go. Okay. Um, Thanks very much, DJ. Yeah, yeah, no problem. All right. Anybody else have any questions? Uh, anything else that I can answer very quickly before we wrap up our gold patron content? 
Uh, Snipe says Alliance bombing with Rialtas is enough to a lot of times uh, piss the attackers off. I agree. Uh, I, I agree with that. And that's the, if you can do it enough, then you might be able just to just wear out their patience and they'll move on. Okay, but but again, not always. <laughs> if they, if that's a juicy enough base, then people are going to come for it. Okay, people are going to come. Uh, Blue Panda says, augment faction prices, readjustment after mining rate adjustment. Is every server or just some as cost more now? Buddy, I'm having a real hard time. I, I can I can tell that was probably a translated statement. Um, but uh, you're going to have to help me out with that. I'm, I'm not getting it. Okay. Ah, <clears throat> uh, okay. You know, the, um, the, the um, independent credit price is what he's talking about. Um, the, in the augment store, the price for the augment credits, yes, that will increase. Yeah, that'll increase, Blue Panda, as you uh, not only level up in ops, but also increase your augment reputation. It becomes more expensive because, again, it's a balancing act. Okay, just like swarm, just like uh, your combat dailies and all this stuff, you are expected to level up your ships in this case the botany bay you're expected to continue to level it up as you progress through the augment reputation arc okay so it becomes more expensive as you increase your reputation because your ship is supposed to be able to handle doing more faster okay wham says are you wearing pants <laughs> hell no uh Durr says what do you uh, what you want to do Oh, going back to the Rialta defense, what do you want to do is threaten the person's base next to the base you want to defend, then force them to relocate so you can swap in to help defend. Uh, yes, threaten them, you know, or just ask nicely. <laughs> One or the other. <laughs> there you go. <clears throat> Durr says, no, physically threaten them with harm. <laughs> you silly. Suggestions on scout farming, non-deep space. Buddy, scouts, I'm not the right person to ask. Rev Deuce and no one shall. Farming? That's easy. Ugh. What do you mean, scouts? Buddy, I haven't hit 17. Honestly, I haven't hit a scout in a month. The easiest way to handle scouts is find a system where you can park your base in that you know scouts will pop up. I'm too impatient. And sit there and just watch the system. I don't think so boring. That's how, I get, that's, that's how I get mine. So I get mine. boring. I don't, I don't, I don't farm. Altenia. They spawn every six minutes in Altenia in Rob's base. I don't have time for just that. Just so you know. Ain't nobody got time for that. I'm out. Literally six minutes. I'm not sitting around. Yeah, but how many scouts do you need to hit to get 180 messages? That's uh, what I need. Five. So that means 30 that minutes of sitting and babysitting minutes. a system. That's worse than data mining. Well, I'm, I, you'll see in a minute because I'm grinding in there. So you'll see how quickly they, they spawn soon. There you hint, go. Hint. Okay, there you go. You guys uh, check out uh, Battalion's stream coming up right after this show. As we wrap up and get ready to uh, conclude our gold content, we'll see Battalion uh, coming in doing some more rep grinding to uh, continue his Road journey to triple lock. Yeah. To triple lock okay? uh, good God, no one shall. Sitting in a system pays off for scouts. He's got 1,700 messages. And how long did it take you to accumulate all of those? Two days. Yeah. So you yeah. sat down there. You sat down there. Literally, you're telling me thirty well, minutes. No, to no. Get, hold, I, on, hold on, hold on. I always sit in. A, I always sit in a system. I always sit in one system, and I'll have my game up, and I'll pop a scout whenever it pops. All right. Yeah, I got better things to do. All right. If it takes thirty minutes, if it takes thirty minutes to get hundred and eighty, what he's got right there is ten times that. That is three hundred minutes. That's five hours. You sat in that system. Thanks, no I thanks. In the, I spent in one system for two days, three days straight, so it's nothing new. Thank you, no thank you. I'm out. 
All right. <laughs> See, I have patience. I can I can sit and wait it out. Hmm. Yep, not me. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and wrap up today, okay? My name is Ultimate DJs. This has been a gold patron content recording. For those of you still hanging out in the after party, thank you for hanging out. You're always welcome here. The after party is always free. However, if you can't always make it or if uh, you, you know time zones are a little restrictive and you'd like to make sure you get all the content you possibly can from Talking Trek, then visit our website to become a patron of this show. TalkingTrekSTFC.online. That's Talking Trek stfc.online click the little three lines on the left hand side that little hamburger and click become a patron and for as little as a dollar a month you can become a supporter of this show uh, but for five dollars or more a month then uh, you can actually get access to this recording and all other gold patron recordings we've ever processed and I will tell you ladies and gentlemen sneak peek for a coming soon a coming very very soon gold content special the OG Gala will be here for story time. Yes, she is recording a script. Uh, we we got we forgot about it. We got a little bit off track. We've forgotten about and doing some other things. The OG Gala will be reading us a story. And uh, that is coming up, hopefully, in a gold patron content episode coming very, very soon. Uh, hopefully, within the next week uh, is what I hope. She's going to send me the file, and we're going to sell it. We are going to capitalize on it for money. Yes, absolutely. Uh, we'll be selling that for sure. <laughs> okay? So, uh, if you're not a gold patron, you don't know what you're missing. All right? Sign up and become one now. $5 or more a month gets access to all the gold patron content. My name is Ultimate DJs. I'm your host of Talking Trek. Special thanks to our executive producer, Snake Eyes, and all of our gold patrons. Thank you. Without the show, uh, or without you, this show would not be possible. I mean, I mean that our expenses have risen as the show has grown. We've got listeners all over the world, uh, and, and even today, I uh, want to send a very special shout out to the anonymous donor uh, who donated a brand new computer to the Talking Trek Studios. Thank you so very much. I appreciate that. Uh, as requested, we'll not read your name, but I, golly, I really, really appreciate that. That's amazing. A brand new computer today uh, in the Talking Trek Studios, courtesy of one of our gold patrons. So thank you. Uh, appreciate that. Golly, I'm humbled. Humbled beyond belief. Uh, guys, appreciate it very much. If you would like to become a gold patron again, Talking Trek, stfc.online. Until next time, my name is Ultimate DJs. Thank you so very much. God bless. See you on Sunday. Bye-bye.